Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast, presented by First United Bank and Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, a podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by the helpful folks at my bank, First United Bank and Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, What Matters Most is Saving for Retirement. And for this discussion, I am thankful to be joined remotely today by Kelly Efland, Wealth Advisor in First United's Wealth Management Department. Kelly, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing very well. And I appreciate you taking the time to join us and and talk about this important topic. Um, You know, these days, uh, savings is uh, is maybe something that, that people had... I think savings rates in general had kind of gone up during the pandemic, but maybe as the pandemic is waning, people are starting to spend and and maybe saving is something that they need to be thinking about more frequently. So uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about saving for retirement. And can you start us off by telling our listeners a little bit about the importance of savings? Yeah, sure. So it is really important to save for retirement and, you know, one of the reasons why is because it used to be um, a long time ago now <laughs> that pensions pensions through employers were very common, but right. that is not the case anymore. Um, the first pension started in the U.S. in the late 1800s, and then by the mid-1900s, almost all of the public sector and then about 50% of the private sector were covered by pensions. Um, But then that kind of started to take a turn in the mid-1990s. And if you fast forward to today, really only some of the public sector and only about 5% of private have access to pension programs. Um, So with that limited access, it really makes it critical for all of us to take ownership of preparing for retirement and saving on our own. Um, And we can do that by starting to save and invest as early in life as possible. So typically a good rule of thumb is um, what a lot of people in the industry like to refer to as the three prong approach where there are, you kind of look at it like there are three buckets um, and that leads you to a secure retirement. And like the first bucket would be your social security. Okay. Um, and the second, the second bucket would be your retirement accounts. And then the third bucket would be your personal savings on top of the other two. Gotcha. So social security, uh, retirement, uh, account, like a 401k kind of thing. And, yes. and then just mm-hmm. savings, <laughs> just to have a savings account. All right. Right. So, and, and I mean, I think there, there are some, I I know that, I mean, even in, in my, uh, at my age, people still talk about, you know, will social security be around when I get to retirement age? I mean, is that, is that a a confident thing that people should, as as one of the buckets, is that a a thing that people should take a lot of uh, stock in? Right. Yeah. I get that question a lot too. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's certainly something to consider, I'd say social, the Social Security program has gone through its changes, but it's certainly stable today. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, and I don't see just in looking at recent policy changes, um, 
and just addressing kind of some of the issues that have arisen in the Social Security program as a whole. And, you know, there are definitely um, a lot of things being done today and then some backup plans, too, like, for instance, maybe increasing the retirement age um, or just doing different things. So I would say today I I wouldn't think that we're at risk for losing the Social Security program altogether, but right. I wouldn't be surprised if over the years there were some changes made and right. some tweaks made. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, some, some of our listeners probably are, uh, lucky enough to have a fourth bucket being pension, but, um, some of our younger (laughs) listeners may not have even heard the word before. It is pretty rare. Um, so is it, is it so rare that you think like most, most companies don't even offer it at all? Is that true? Yeah, I'd say it's still pretty common for, you know, the government, Mm -hmm. um, to still offer pensions typically, but in the private sector, you know, I would be like, you're lucky if you still have one. Um, and, and I'd say that even if there are some of the larger companies, like I said earlier, only about 5% in the private sector still offer pensions. And I'd say those are most of the larger companies. And, you know, it's, it's something where it's nice if they're still, able to afford that today, but that could change over time by the time, you know, you or I are ready to retire. Right. Right. And, and are there, I mean, we probably can't get into the extreme details on these, but are there rules considering like if you, if you are offered a thing and then by the time you get to retirement age, if that thing is no longer there, what are the rules surrounding that? Is that if you're, if you're in, you're in or... (laughs) Yeah, so that totally depends on how the pension or the retirement program was originally set up because it really could go either way. Gotcha. Okay. So it's best to talk to someone in the know in your in your uh at your workplace or uh mm-hmm. wherever that that account has been set up. So let's talk about those account types if we could. So let's um what are some of the different account types or savings vehicles that that people can can or should be taking advantage of? in their, uh, in their quest for retirement savings? Yeah. So, um, so like I said earlier, the best way to make sure that you're prepared well for retirement is relying on the three prong combination that we talked about, which Mm -hmm. is social security, retirement accounts, and then the third one being personal savings. Mm -hmm. So the different types of retirement accounts, um, that are common are like 401ks, 403bs, TSP plans and so on, just kind of depending on what type of business or employer it is and what um, type of program they're able to afford to put together for the employees. Um, And then for those who are self-employed or maybe somebody who works for a small business and doesn't have any access to an employer-provided retirement plan, um, there are alternatives, typically the IRA type of account, which stands for Individual Retirement Account. Um, and then also, just depending on what one's income levels are, you are able to actually have both, both the retirement plan through work as well as an IRA if you're interested in like additional saving opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, the IRS just sets income thresholds where if you make above a certain amount, you wouldn't be allowed to do that. But really, a lot of it's a pretty high threshold. So I think a lot of people really would be um, eligible for that. Um and then I'd say the last point I 
that's that I'd like to make here is the Roth IRAs have gained a lot of popularity over the past probably 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I'm a big fan of Roth IRAs. They're a great resource for saving and investing. Um, and, you know, everything within the account grows tax deferred over, over the years and then is not taxable when you go to take it out. Um, so because that's kind of a newer type of plan, gaining popularity, um, you can get that just, you know, here at the bank or at any financial private institution, but also a lot of employers are actually starting to incorporate the Roth options within their retirement programs as well. Gotcha. So that's the big advantage with a Roth, uh, tax deferred and then no taxes when you take it out if you take it out at the retirement age. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, and then you mentioned um, some of the other options, 401k, 403bs, and and some others. Are what are are there based on those options that a person may have available? Are there some that are better than others, or what are the advantages? Which, which direction do you typically steer a customer based on their need? So, so that's just going to be dependent on the type of employer and what what the employer has set up for their employees. So you may not um, so have a choice. Place, you might not have a choice. Um, it, you know, it just kind of depends, but the best place to start is, you know, just start with the HR department or, you know, business owner, whoever would be responsible for that and just make sure, you know, it's good to research or, you know, meet with a financial professional to help you look through the documents and research, just all the advantages of whatever plan is offered. Um, and then so that you can make sure you're taking the most advantage of right. any opportunity there. Right. So let's, th- let's talk about some of the best ways for people to save, because obviously, you know, you've talked about, about a bunch of different vehicles that people could park their, their money. Um, so what, uh, what are best, best practices that a person could put in place to ensure that they're taking the most advantage of, of all those different vehicles, um, where appropriate. Yeah. So I do get this question a lot. A lot of people ask me, well, how do I get started? Or I don't know where to get started. Or how do I even know if I am saving, if I'm saving enough, you know, to retire by the time I'm 65? Or, um, and then another common one, you know, well, is it more important for me to do that saving towards my retirement or maybe my children's education? Um, so it's definitely, definitely a good question. Um, a lot of consideration and retirement planning goes into this. I'd say, you know, typically the first step, um, for most individuals is to make sure you are taking advantage of an employer plan if one is provided to you. So a lot of employers who offer plans will match up to a certain amount. So if you're able to afford it, look into what you have to contribute out of your paycheck in order to get that employer match. So, for instance, you know, a lot of employers will match up to 3%. So if they require you to take 3% out of your paycheck to put into the retirement plan, um, they might come in and say, well, we will match that 3%, you know, but then, of course, if you don't, contribute it, then you're losing out on that, you're leaving that money match, on the table. whatever match it is that they offer. So typically, 
that's kind of the first step that everyone should take so that you're not leaving, you know, that match out on the table. And then I'd say from there, um, when you get to the point in your career where you're able to afford it, um, start looking at maybe contributing even more to the retirement plan. So, um, the IRS sets limits each year on how much you are allowed to contribute to any type of retirement plan or IRA. So, for instance, in 2023, the maximum contribution you can make to a 401k is $22,500. And then actually, if you're age 50 or older, they bump that up to $30,000. So, so, you know, that means that you're already contributing the few percent in order to get the match, but, you know, maybe look at your financial situation and if you're able to do more up to what those maximum numbers are for that year, look into doing that. And then I'd say the personal savings starts to take place next, which is if you're able to take the opportunity of maxing out those retirement plan contributions, it's probably, you're probably ready into the point where you can start setting aside in your own accounts and in your own savings, things like IRAs, savings accounts, CDs, and investment accounts. And those limits don't overlap? Like, so if I max out my, my, uh, uh, 401k contribution through my employer, um, I can still separately also put in money into a, a Roth IRA, say, and and have a different limit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's definitely good to check with the CPA. The income, the amount of income that you can earn, is really, really high, and still be allowed to contribute to both. Um, but a lot of people really are allowed to contribute to both, like the employer plan, and like in your example, the Roth IRA over on the side. Now, the Roth IRA and and traditional IRA also have maximums each year, and that was just increased this year in 2023 to $6,500 for people under 50 and $7,500 for people over 50. Hmm. Okay. And then for savings accounts, CDs, and, and just standard investment accounts, there are no maximums or restrictions at all. Excellent. All right. So, um, we have covered a lot of, of important topics, uh, in, in regarding saving for retirement. Um, one other thing that I wanted to kind of touch on is that this year, uh, Kelly wealth, the wealth management department at first United is celebrating its 60th anniversary. That's a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge, um, that, uh, that, the first United wealth management department and first United as a whole kind of brings to the, to the table. I'm curious what, what that means to you and, and what, what do you like best about working at first United and in the wealth management area? Yeah. Yeah. I know I've been thinking about that recently because we do, we do have and offer a lot of experience and stability um, being around as long as we have. Um, We have a very established team here on the wealth management team, as well as, you know, the bank as a whole. I know that, you know, my team um, that serves the Berkeley County, Frederick and Washington County areas, we take, we take a lot of pride um, just in looking ahead and making, you know, just making strong and good choices for the bank's future. 
just building those relationships. We take our clients' trust very seriously. Um, and we care a lot about the community and the trust that we've built up in the community and just making sure that we can preserve that um, so that we're here to stay um, and keep serving. And, you know, one of my favorite parts of working at First United is actually um, that the that we're a small local bank and that we are big on supporting the community, like with banking needs, but way beyond that too, because I know that since I've started working here, I'm able to, um, I'm able to participate in a lot of different nonprofit groups. I'm able to go out and volunteer a lot. Um, sometimes it's focused on giving financial presentations and just different you know, working with students and different things, but sometimes it's not financially related at all and it's just related to what community needs are at that time. And um, I, I'm just really happy to be a part of an organization that backs that and supports that. Like even if it's during the working hours, um, I am able to go out there and, and volunteer and be involved in that. So, so I'm lucky to be able to help people, you know, with what I do, which is retirement planning and investments, but then much more than that. That's awesome. Very well said. And, and, uh, I agree. It's, it's very, uh, heartwarming and, and, uh, and, and a blessing to be able to be associated with an organization like First United that, that cares so much and that is so involved in the community. And it's great to see folks like yourself out there, every day, you know, not only helping customers meet their financial needs and, and saving for retirement, but also just helping the community just in general. And, and it's great to, to see that uh, and be a part of that. So thank you for, for what you do. So, and, and Kelly, thank you for joining me today and, and providing insights on saving for retirement. So if someone were to have a question, uh, maybe they want to learn more, maybe they want to take advantage of some of those uh, the three pronged approach to saving for retirement, or maybe they've just not gotten to, to talk with the wealth management department and, and the 60 years of experience that that department brings to the table. What's the best way that, that they can get the support they need? Yeah. So the best way um, would probably be to visit our website, which is www.mybank.com. And then click on the wealth management tab where you can see how to connect with an advisor. Excellent. Yeah. Well, Kelly Eflin, wealth advisor in First United's wealth management department. Kelly, thank you again for, for joining me today. Yeah, you're welcome. It was very nice. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting mybank.com slash podcast or find us on your favorite podcast app. You can also leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next time with more helpful content. But until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you. Do I have enough money to retire? 
Is my family protected if something happens to me? Is my plan getting me where I'm going? Are you ready if I want to be a doctor? When it comes to money, we all have questions. That's why First United Wealth Management has a team of experts ready to listen and provide solutions. First United Wealth Management. First United, my bank for life. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This recording is for informational purposes only. Any references in this recording to any person, organization, product, or service does not constitute or imply the endorsement, recommendation, or affiliation with First United Bank and Trust. First United is not responsible for your use of the information mentioned within this podcast. Please consult legal or tax professionals for counsel as needed.